welcome to another episode of the Zacks of Life podcast, a Marvel podcast from Laughing Place. I'm Mike Mack. With me, as always, is Kyle Burbank, although another new location this week. Yeah, I just keep keep moving around. This time I'm actually in a different country. So, you know, that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah, Kyle coming to us all the way from Paris in a very different time zone, obviously. So uh, our recording schedule is a little bit weird this week, but uh, we uh, we managed to, to make this work. So we're, we're going to piece it together. I'm proud to be our second non-North American guest. <laughs> yes, good point. And I actually um, hung out with the first yesterday, so that was fun. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on over there in uh, in Paris? Well, uh, we came out here because there was a party for, you know, some of the Disneyland Paris, like, fan club slash blogger thing. Um, but right. while we were here, we this was our first time here in two years. So we got a chance to check out the art of Marvel. Uh, we didn't actually stay there, unfortunately, for this trip. It was a very last minute thing. And I'm sure it would be pricey this time of year. Um, but we did walk over there tonight and they were gracious enough to let us go walk around. Um, and it's just so pretty and there's so much awesome artwork in there. Some of it you've seen before, some of it you haven't. Uh, and I think of all the different things, my favorite was right when you walk in over to the left, there's a Spider-Man and, uh, Spider-Gwen and the Spider-Gwen, I just loved it. And that, those two are pieces are exclusive to the hotel. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it looks completely different than the last time I stepped inside that hotel. Like all the things are still in the same places as far as like the pool and uh, the Manhattan uh, restaurant. But it looks unrecognizable otherwise. And the exterior also looks similar, but, uh, you know, recognizable, but not uh, the same. Right. But yeah, it was very, very cool to go over there. Yeah, I, I am jealous. I, I want to check out that hotel. It seems like it would be really, really awesome. Uh, I mean, that's kind of on brand, too, that you, you love that Spider-Gwen. You've always been a big fan of that that art, like as we've talked about exactly. on uh, no, I, Marvel I, Time I before. I said pretty much the same thing to, to Becca. It was like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of predisposed <laughs> to liking this because I love her um, color set and yeah. the art that usually goes with it. So Yeah, so uh, that is really awesome. I can't wait to eventually check out the uh, Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel over there. And um, also, uh, Avengers Campus over here has taken shape. Uh, you can see see the web building starting to look like something. And so that'll be this summer. Um, maybe, who, who knows? I, at this rate, I might end up seeing that one before I see the California one. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was cool to see that. Uh, and also the superhero show. I still haven't seen that, but that is back. And they also have superhero meet and greets. So uh, Becca had a chance to go over there and she got to see Gamora, Star-Lord, um, Captain Marvel, and uh, Black Widow. Um, distance, of course. Like they just have two superheroes in a couple different spots you can take selfies with. So That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to get out to either Avengers campus. Uh, you know, it would be again in California, but... I want to check out the one in Disneyland Paris for sure, but uh, Park Expo in Hong Kong, you have to do that as well. Yes, yeah, that's also on the list for sure. Uh, so lots going on right now. 
not only in the world of Marvel, but also this is, uh, you know, I guess more or less our Christmas episode, right? Like this is coming out, what, five days before Christmas? Yeah, uh, it's really, really snuck up on me, uh, realizing that we're in, you know, heading into Christmas week. Yeah, it, 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 me too. I mean, it's just, well, being here in Orlando, think, things are just always so busy at the holiday season. There's just so many different things going on. So uh, that kind of always is the case that it just kind of flies by. But uh, yeah, so we're going to add a little bit of a Christmas twist to, to you know, some of this. We're going to have a, a different game we're going to play a little bit later uh, with uh, with our special guest. And then, of course, we're going to have a, uh, a holiday-themed draft as well. But uh, within the world of Marvel, also a very busy week, because obviously we're going to break down this fifth episode of Hawkeye. Uh, but also, I don't know if you heard about it, but a, a movie came out this week. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home hit theaters in a, a huge way. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, by the way, that the estimated uh, box office earnings are something like two hundred, more than $250 million. Uh, Yeah, so second it, largest behind Endgame, right? Yeah, I think it was third, still behind, slightly behind Infinity War, but I could be wrong about that. That, that might have changed in the last few hours. Okay. But Maybe it's, it's, uh, it also might be a difference between, like, global and domestic. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, huge opening weekend. Not that that was unexpected. Uh, so we're not going to dive completely into this movie right now. We are going to do an episode on this on No Way Home in a couple of weeks. But uh, we do want to share our thoughts on it overall. And, uh, I mean, again, we're not going to get into any spoilers or anything, so don't worry about that. But this movie was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, I, it was such a great time. I was, uh, even at the sad parts, I was smiling the entire time. <laughs> um, uh, and partially because it was a little bit of relief that we even got to go see it because uh, when we arrived here on Tuesday, we needed to get uh, convert our American Vax cards into a French health pass, which you need to go into like movie theaters and dining venues and Disneyland Paris. Um, and we go to the pharmacy we found at the airport and he's like, um, the site's down, so I can't do it right now. And we're like, well, I hope we can get on the train, which we, we were able to get on the train, thankfully, get to our hotel. Um, and then once we were here, we went to another place and they said the same thing. We're like, okay, well, that's good. At least they're not lying to us. Um, uh, but, uh, they also had no idea when the system was going to come back up. Uh, so then the next morning we go and I'm just like, well, we're supposed to be seeing Spider-Man tonight, so I really hope that that still happens. <laughs> I, I don't even care so much about going to the parks at this point. I just want to see Spider-Man tonight. Um, but thankfully, we were able to. The system was back up. They were able to take care of it, and we were good for the rest of our trip. But so very excited just to be able to step into the theater. Very excited that we got an English showing, and it was subtitled in French. So it took me a good. 20 to 30 minutes to stop trying to read the French subtitles. <laughs> like these are not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, like the, the crowd was, you know, what you'd want for this sort of a thing, like several That's applause awesome. breaks. Um, and yeah, I just was so excited to be seeing it. And one of my favorite movie going experiences, maybe even more so than Endgame, just because I felt like our audience was a little bit more reserved for Endgame. So even though it was like, you know, a big deal watching it, I didn't get that like communal feeling like I did with uh, with this one. Right. 
So yeah, I was curious about what your your theater experience was going to be like, but that's that's awesome that it it you know sounds like it was just as you know really no different I guess than if you were back home. Was it still a full theater? It was, yeah. And nice. it was a pretty decent sized theater, and the sound was better in this one than when we saw Eternals. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that too for my showing because, uh, you know, like we said with with our review of Eternals, we had that audio issue and luckily that was not a problem for either of us for no way home so that's good yeah never like, like i said i don't know the makeup of people english speakers to french speakers right um but uh everyone seemed to be into it there wasn't like you know a delay or anything as far as like people needing to read to get excited or anything right. so. <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome i can't wait to see it again because i definitely missed quite a bit of dialogue from just the laughter and applause and cheering like it was it was awesome to have uh that kind of theater experience again uh as much as i you know want to go back and see everything uh the normal or really i can't wait to watch it at home by myself now but um getting that theater experience i i think you're right like for me as well my my end game experience wasn't quite as energetic as this one was and i can't imagine that we're going to get another experience with a movie uh, quite like this one anytime soon. So this was really a lot of fun. Yeah, there were definitely a couple lines that we couldn't hear because of the excitement. Um, and without spoiling anything, there was some uh, moments where some entrances where I'm like, oh, the character said bonjour. And I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. I just, <laughs> that's just the first subtitle. <laughs> uh, that would be really funny if they just did that. But uh, yeah, and I mean, again, again, we're not going to spoil anything, but like this movie just delivered everything. Every, it was it was everything we wanted, right? Like it was just it was what we needed this movie to be. It was it was so perfect. Um, I definitely, like I said, can't wait to take a closer look at it on my second viewing. But this is definitely one of my, I would say, top three Marvel movies. It's so hard to compare them all at this point, but uh, it's definitely one of my favorites for sure. Well, I'm glad that I drafted it. <laughs> one time <laughs> yeah that was a pretty safe pick at that point um okay we do have a little bit of marvel news to talk about before we get into hawkeye uh just a, a couple of quick little points here first off we did get a teaser for the animated moon girl and devil dinosaur series which to be honest i wasn't even sure that was still happening it felt like this was announced back in february of this year and then there was really it was very quiet on that front and we didn't really hear anything at all. And all of a sudden, uh, Lawrence Fishburne shows up to drop a teaser for it. So I'm excited for that. I thought it was even longer than that. So I guess that makes sense with, you know, being an animated show. And Disney Junior also seems to announce stuff really early sometimes. So, yeah, I was on the same page where I've actually had a how much is that cameo person from that show. Uh, hopefully <laughs> they're still in that show. I know voice cast can change sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I've had that sitting in my queue, so I'm excited to use it. <laughs> uh, oh, I might have to do some research now. Uh, no, just kidding. But uh, it is, it's cool that, uh, you know, these are, these are two characters who are weirdly drafted a lot on this show. So I'm excited to see them become, you know, um, put more in the public eye. Yeah, and I know... It seems like it's going to be Disney Junior or maybe Disney Channel. Those things are kind of ambiguous these days. But 
I mean, if, if Spidey and his amazing friends is any indication, it'll still be something that even if it's a little bit, you know, simplistic and below being completely entertaining for adults, I think it'll still have some some fun elements, even if you are uh, an adult viewer watching it on Disney Plus in the future. Yeah, and I would say the, the animation style doesn't seem to play as much towards the Disney Junior. Not that you can tell a whole bunch from this teaser, but... The animation style is definitely very different from something like Spidey and his, his amazing friends. Uh, and by the way, you can check out the teaser on laughingplace.com right now uh, and just get an idea of what we're talking about. But yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and then the other piece of news that I wanted to talk about a little bit, uh, and this ties back into Spider-Man No Way Home, Kevin Feige did confirm that Marvel is actively, quote, quote, actively beginning to develop uh, the next Spider-Man movie. So um, very, you know, kind of vague on what he's talking about there, but I, I do like that they are at least, you know, basically just confirming uh, further confirmation, at least, that we are, are getting more Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah, and it was kind of funny if you read some of the quotes from the premiere, they were like, not quite saying that Amy Pascal was wrong, but just being like, eh, she might have gone a little ahead of herself. Uh, <laughs> but it's still good to hear, like, they're not completely nixing what she said it's just maybe she was telling the truth and they're just being more cautious yeah i think that is probably the case um i mean after seeing this movie you you can't end it there like we need more of this character's story so uh definitely glad to hear you know that and kevin feige was obviously very aware of of that that he didn't want to leave fans you know in the dark not knowing if we were going to get more of this story so made sure to get that quote out there as soon as possible. Yeah. Smart to ride this massive wave. <laughs> All right. You ready to get into Hawkeye? Yeah. Okay. So this, uh, this, this penultimate episode here, this fifth episode opened up a little bit differently than what we were used to. We were uh, used to seeing, you know, the, the recap and the Marvel scroll and then getting into the episode, but this one jumped back in time to 20, I think they said 2018, uh, and gave us a scene with Yelena instead of uh, picking back up with Kate and Clint. So that was uh, interestingly handled at the beginning of this episode. I, I liked it too. It, it felt I liked everything about it except it felt weird when they did that. It was a, it was a pretty long scene. Uh, then you got the Marvel scroll, and then you got the uh, the uh, recap thrown in after that, and that felt very weird at that point. But uh, I liked the way that that was it was done. Yeah, I think Marvel's um, pre-titles scenes uh, start to rival their post-credit scenes at a certain point. Like, it's <laughs> something that they've done before where, like, hey, we're going to take you out of this main story and show you something else. Um, they've done it in some movies, um, but then, especially in these TV shows, usually around this point. Um, and I think it's always really well done. But yeah, you're right. Having the Having the recap was interesting. Yeah, it was it was definitely a little bit weird, but that uh, that opening scene I thought was really really cool. We we joined Yelena and we watched her in sort of her her post Black Widow days, uh, where she was working with some of the other. I, I, I've been struggling with a word to find like the the widows that have been released from the mind control, uh, and she's been trying to free some of the other ones. So, um, yeah, that's that's the mission she's been working on, and we see her trying to to help out one of her old friends. There turns out she was already free of mind control, and basically just leads to a whole like, you know, catching up of uh, a few widows. 
And then the snap happens and we see her uh, get dusted as we've seen so many times before. But I, I liked the way they did this scene because it was a perspective we didn't really get to see before. Uh, we've seen characters get dusted. We've seen characters come back from the blip, uh, but we've never seen it simultaneously. Like she disappears and comes back right away. And I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah, no, I took me a second because you're like, whoa, what's up with this room? Oh, no, she's dust. No, she's back. Okay, that must have been <laughs> five years. Right. And then sure enough, a little thing comes up five years later. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was cool to see. Also, just, uh, you know, probably a good uh, way to handle Yelena's story was to have her blip because that basically we're picking up where we last saw her after Black Widow. Um She's now, you know, coming back right after that. And uh, we didn't miss anything in her story in between. So, uh, you know, it's it's good. Like, we don't feel like we have to catch up with the characters. So they don't have to spend any time doing that for us. Then a big chunk of this episode was spent with, I think, what a lot of fans were looking forward to the most about this show. And that was interaction between Yelena and Kate Bishop. So we had that extended <laughs> scene uh, it, it, I think he, yes, it's pronounced Kate Bishop. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the accent ex- expert here for sure. Uh, I guess. But it, it was just a conversation over some shared macaroni and cheese, but I think it delivered everything that I wanted it to be, at least. Did, it, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Um, it was nice to see Elena literally let her hair down. And... Uh, <laughs> And eat boxed macaroni and cheese, which, you know, is pretty good sometimes. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, I also, we we need to get Yelena's mac and cheese in Avengers Campus. Marvel, you got to make that happen. Uh, I will definitely be ordering that when I when I go next. But this scene was was so fun. And Yelena was so much funnier than I expected. I thought we were going to get a little bit of a darker version of her after, you know, she's gonna, she's wanting to avenge her sister's death and... Uh, just all of these dark things going on in her life. And and yet she is hilarious in this episode. I mean, she, she was just, you know, joking with Kate about the things she wants to see in New York and, you know, talking about the matter. I think you mean Kate Bishop. You have to keep saying Kate Bishop. Right, right. Got it. Got it. I forgot. Yeah, you have to say Kate Bishop because uh, Yelena knows her name and she needs to make it clear that she knows her name. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this whole segment between these two. Um, it, it did have, I mean, it was very lighthearted and funny for the most part, but it, it was a huge storytelling element, too. Uh, they they are discussing whether or not uh, Clint Barton is a good man and whether or not he deserves to be killed for everything he's done. Uh, you know, Yelena points out that Kate doesn't really know him and doesn't know how many people he's killed and things like that, so... Uh, it was it was heavy in terms of some of the content, but then at the same time, still a lot of fun. So I thought that was very well balanced and and uh, a really strong scene. Yeah, definitely. We also see Clint go back to Grill's apartment, uh, which apparently is sort of their hideout now, uh, as Grill's has been watching the uh, pizza dog for them for a while now. Uh, two things to take away from this. One, I am so nervous about Grill's. They are really making us like this character. Uh, and again, I don't know how things will play out for him in this show, but in the comics, he does get killed. So I hope that's not the case. Uh, I, I really hope, you know, 
it, it does seem like they're moving that direction because they're really trying to make us care about him. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, though, too, is Grills does let Clint know that uh, I believe her name was Missy, the other uh, LARPer who was making the costumes, uh, made the two new costumes for Clint and uh, and Kate. And uh, Clint specifically says he wants to see them later. He doesn't really care <laughs> about it. So I'm guessing that's a foreshadowing of uh, some some comic accurate costumes we'll see at the end of this series. And I hope that she gets her bag back. <laughs> we do still need to see her get her bag back. That's for sure. Uh, we also see Jack get arrested in this episode, which I I don't know how I feel about it. Like at this point, it seems it's, you know, I, I'll just speak for myself here. I trust Jack. I don't think there's anything sketchy going on. I mean, there's, there's something happening with Jack because you know, there was this contentious relationship with his his uncle and he's the CEO of this company, but he says he's being framed. And to be honest, I think it's being pushed so hard that I, I don't think there's anything shady going on with Jack anymore. Yeah, I think that's at least that's what we're supposed to think. So I, <laughs> I'll go with it. Yeah, that whole scene was very interesting. Just kind of the his reaction versus uh, Kate's mom's reaction and yeah, Things like that felt very off. Yeah, we we learned that it was uh, it was Eleanor that that called the police on Jack, so she was completely ready to you know throw him under the bus uh, for you know for her purposes, whatever those may be. That we we don't we still don't completely know, but we do learn a little bit more at the end of this episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, so clearly, Eleanor's relationship with Jack was not quite as strong as we expected. Uh, from the beginning of this series, but we're, it's going to be interesting to see where things go. There's there's a lot to wrap up in uh, in one episode here, and uh, hopefully, this is the. I, I feel like I say this with every show we talk about. Like, hopefully, they have you left do. themselves enough time, yeah, to uh, to really wrap up everything in this last episode because there's a lot going on here still, uh, including we also got uh, a showdown between Ronin and Echo in this episode. Uh, Clint reveals himself to to Maya that, you know, lets her know that he has been Ronan and also tells her, well, first off, before we get to that, I want to say fight scene was awesome. Uh, seeing Ronan pick off all of the tracksuits beforehand was really cool. Uh, very Batman-esque in that way. But then the fight scene between the two of them was fantastic and uh, the choreography was great. I'm definitely excited to see more of these two facing off in the future. Yeah, and I also like before that when he goes and sees the plaque that said a kid gave him and um, apologizes to Natasha for what he's about to do. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I should I should have mentioned that too. That he does the uh, the what do they call it the the Battle of New York uh, monument that he's talking to, treating it as if he's talking to Natasha, and they again play that music, the Vormir music. Uh, with a slightly, you know, different arrangement there, I guess. But uh, so that that was really cool as well. But then the big plot point we got from this showdown between Ronin and Echo was that uh, Clint reveals to to Maya that her boss is the one who put out the hit on her father. Uh, she doesn't seem to believe him right away, although doubt seems to creep into her face just a little bit. And uh, then she does... <laughs> to to bring back a catchphrase from last week, she does get the drop on Clint for a second, uh, and and is about to 
I, I, I guess try and kill him. Uh, but Kate saves, shows up just in time and saves Clint. And uh, Clint gets away. Clint and Kate both get away. And then we see Maya talking to Kazi. And she's questioning him about why he wasn't there for the uh, for the meeting where her father got killed. Because Clint had told her that an informant let him know that, you know, where they were going to be at that time. And that's how Maya's father ended up getting killed. So clearly she is not trusting Kazi right now. Although he, you know, plays it off and then she seems to believe him. But I, I mean, at least to me, I thought for sure she's, she's doubting him right now. Yeah, it was interesting to kind of see that develop. Um, and I guess, you know, this was the first time I, I'm sure there have been hints to it before or even just saying it, but this is honestly the first time I realized that that Ronan was uh, a hired assassin at that point. I kind of just took it as he was just a vigilante, just kind of pissed about his family dying while there was bad people out there. So I guess I didn't make the connection that he was doing it for money, but also for that. It wasn't just like a straight up Dexter sort of a thing <laughs> that he was getting paid for it. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the, the exact details of it, but that would be interesting to learn more about for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, he's, he was definitely targeting these dangerous people, but at the same time, I'm sure, you know, he needed to make a living while doing it. So makes, makes sense that they would put those two together. And then, I mean, moving, we're moving through this episode rather quickly because again, that, that scene between Yelena and, and Kate Bishop uh, did take up a big chunk of this episode. So it was really just a lot of their, their conversation uh, in this episode. But we move into the, the final scene more or less here where uh, Kate and Clint are back at uh, Grill's apartment and they're still trying to piece together all of this, this huge mystery that they've been working through here. Uh, and Kate suddenly receives a text message from Yelena, who we saw we saw Yelena moments earlier trailing um, or, or tailing, I should say, uh, Eleanor Bishop and uh, trying to get some information there. And Yelena texts Kate. I don't know how she got the number, but, you know, she's a super spy. I'm sure she has her ways and lets her know that her mother, Eleanor Bishop, was the one that that hired Yelena to kill Clint Barton, which that to me is completely out of left field. I don't know where that is coming from. But then she also sends a, it actually actually is a video that we don't get to see play. And I'm very interested to see what this video is, but it is Eleanor meeting with quote unquote, the big guy. Uh, when she, when Kate shows this to Clint, he says, that's the guy I've been worried about this whole time, the Kingpin. And we do see it is Vincent D'Onofrio playing the Kingpin. So, I mean, just so much happening in the last, 30 seconds or so of this episode. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. And of course, at that point, you're like, okay, they're about to actually say it now after all this big guy talk this entire time. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost expected the episode to cut off before Clint said the name, just because that's the way Marvel usually handles things. But I loved the way they wrapped up this episode with him saying the Kingpin, they hit, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And then they cut to the credits. We then got to see Vincent D'Onofrio's name in the credits. Uh, well, because for me, at least, I could not have told from that picture that we saw that that was Vincent D'Onofrio. Without playing. pausing, yeah. Right. Well, even with, like, I've looked at the image again, and I still wouldn't have known. But, uh, I mean, that guy is a chameleon. 
but they uh, they do show his name in the credits, so we do know it is him, which is very interesting. Um, you know, pulling in from the Netflix series that I mean, I still I don't I do not know are they part of the MCU or not. Uh, who knows? But very cool to have him back. I loved the way he played Wilson Fisk in the Daredevil series on Netflix. So excited for that. Love the music choice of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. I am very curious how much they paid to have that song featured there. But uh, it was a very, very nice touch. And then uh, at the end of the credits, we get the Hawkeye logo with the silhouettes of Kate and Clint on the rooftops. And then looming over the entire city is the silhouette of the Kingpin, which was another really, really nice touch. I loved the way that they wrapped this episode up. Yeah, that was something that I noticed. I was like, oh, wait. Look, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that and was that was a post credit scene, and there wasn't one. Right. Yeah, which was really interesting. I guess we'll get one at the end of the finale, but um, kind of interesting that Maybe. we did not get one. Seems like that was Although, the direction they were we, moving. If we got one at the end of the last episode, would you think it's a real one, or do you think it's going to be another season two announcement? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, I uh, that's. I'm really not sure where they're going to go with these two characters. I would expect uh, Clint and Kate to be featured in different projects in the future. Uh, and if maybe if we get a season two of Hawkeye, I would, I would hope at least that that would just follow Kate and Clint, you know, goes in a different direction, but we'll, uh, we'll have to see. Cause I, I'm not sure there's a lot, a lot going on with Marvel right now. So uh, as we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, like I said, um, with No Way Home. But yeah, lots lots to break down for the future of Marvel, for sure. But I hadn't even really thought about that for a season two of Hawkeye. Uh, it'll be exciting to find out. We'll, we'll see. Well, Disney is calling it a season finale, not a series finale, which That's might not mean yeah. anything, but right. it, I thought it was still interesting. Yeah, it's worth worth noting because I think they did refer to WandaVision as the series finale, did they not? When they were leading up to that? I feel like they did. I also don't think there was as much promotion week to week for that as there has been for True. for Hawkeye. It's all over this commercial we've been seeing in France every few uh, <laughs> hours. It's It features Clint speaking in French because it's dubbed. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so what is what is Hawkeye in French? I think it's just Hawkeye still. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's disappointing. Yeah, they don't they don't actually do it like Hawk and I. Really funny. <laughs> yeah, so that it's weird talking about this episode now having coming off of uh No Way Home. And it's funny because I don't know if you got to see Marvel Time. Uh well, I guess you didn't because it would have been like three AM your time over there in Paris, but uh <laughs> When I was talking to to Benji this past week, we were talking about Hawkeye, obviously, and he had just seen No Way Home the night before. So I am now totally feeling what he felt during that conversation where it's like, uh, don't get me wrong. This episode of Hawkeye was incredible. It was so good. No Way Home, blo- it's, it's on a different level. It blows it out of the water. So it's so hard to to go back to basically, you know, you're talking about this huge story and you're kind of going back to like, it's it's kind of going from like an international story down to like some local like a coffee shop opened in your hometown. Like that's your your comparison there. <laughs> there are some connections though, um, and I can talk about at least one of them. That's not really a spoiler. Um, I'm sure you've seen, but I 
guess uh, when they're swinging through New York at the beginning of the movie, you can see a Rogers the Musical uh, yeah. billboard. Yeah, which was cool. And there, there's some again, not a spoiler for the movie, but there, there's some Christmas elements uh, in in No Way Home. So you know, you're you're right around the same time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, great episode of Hawkeye. Uh, oh, one one other thing I wanted to talk about too. There, there was some some more of the same from Laura in this episode too. We got her on the phone again, and uh, you know she again just just going off of what we talked about last week. She's very much in this world, like she understands how things work here, and she has knowledge of the kingpin, and you know was concerned about his involvement like Clint was. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm really interested to see if this means anything or if it's just we're looking too much into it. Special guest star in every episode. Uh, all right. Any. Anything else on Hawkeye before we move into our, our new segment here? Uh, no, except to say that if I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about Hawkeye in our No Way Home recap. So we'll save it for that. Yeah, well, we're, we're definitely going to do an episode next week on, uh, you know, the finale obviously. And then we'll, uh, we'll get a, a no way home episode as well, but yeah, there, there, there might be some Hawkeye news in there as well to, to break down. So, uh, yeah, lots, lots going on. And again, this episode was just so good and I can't wait for the finale. So counting down the days. All right, let's move into our new segment here. Christmas. All right. Like I said, we have a new segment that we are going to debut. And this is, I say debut, but it's like, this is one that we can only bring back once a year, maybe. So uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll explain the game in just a second. But first, we have to have our special guest introduced, returning. This is your third time on the show, I think, right? We have Doobie. I think that's right. Yes. I, I, I do so many guest spots that they all kind of run together, you know, but I think this is my third time on Zach Zach's of life. Is that what this is? You guys are laughing place, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. We are laughing place, which you should know a thing or two about. Uh, <laughs> and yes, you are a very in demand guest. So I totally get if you don't remember what show you're on right now. Uh, but yes, this is a, this is a Marvel show. So you're going to get to show off your Marvel knowledge in this one, which should be a lot of fun. Extensive knowledge. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So we are going to play a game of Marvel or Christmas. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a character's name, and you are going to tell me if that character is a Marvel character or a character from a Christmas movie. So, uh, and we're not going to do this turn based or anything. You guys can work together. You can play against each other however you want to do this. But I'll, I'll let each one of you guess for each name we have here. So, uh, you guys ready? So ready. Yeah. All right. So, our first character's name here is Jubilation Lee. Okay, that's Jubilee. So, that's uh, X-Men. So, that's a Marvel character, right? I'm going to go with Kyle there and say a Marvel character. (laughs) I kind of thought this is how this would work out, as Kyle (laughs) would have a confident answer, and then Doobie would go based on that. And Maybe, uh, Maybe I could go first. (laughs) <laughs> well, you can play that for the next one, but you are both right. That is Jubilee, the X-Men character. So uh, I thought maybe the word jubilation might trick you up there for a second. I had a 
a theory of where I was going to go with Jubilation Lee as being a Christmas character, but then Kyle talked me out of it. <laughs> well, there you go. So I, I did have a feeling too that Kyle was was going to be pretty confident on that one. So we started off easy. That's fine. All right, our next one, Charlie Calvin. Charlie Kelvin. So Kelvin is a measure of temperature. So that's naturally from some sort of a Christmas movie. <laughs> I want to. I mean, it could also it. be some sort of like Mr. Freeze character since, you know, uh, Giancarlo Esposito seems to think that Mr. Freeze is a Marvel <laughs> character. So <laughs> I do want to correct you real quick, Doobie. Uh, Calvin, Charlie Calvin. Oh, Calvin, as in Calvinism, which is a religion, which would make it a Christmas movie. <laughs> I also I thought that... he said Kelvin, but Ka- Calvin, yeah. Wait, time out. Matt, Matt, can I hear you pronounce M-I-L-K? Milk? Okay. You got that one right. <laughs> Were you afraid I was going to say milk? Yes. Terrified. <laughs> I feel like I missed the co- uh, conversation at some point there, but uh, I do I do like that you had reasoning uh, in two different for two different pronunciations, but they both led to Christmas movie. Kyle, are you going with Christmas movie as well? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do that. Even though it could be basically anybody. It's a pretty basic name. Yeah, it's, that's fair. Although that is the son from the Santa Claus. So you are right. That is a Christmas movie character. Yes, indeed. I knew that. And I'm sure <laughs> that they totally thought about Calvinism when they named him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Our next character is Miles Finch. Oh, I know this one. Miles is one of the Spider-Man uh formation so i'm going with marvel <laughs> um, well i know that if i know that marvel that miles finch is not miles morales at least as far as i know um <laughs> and i also have i don't want to guess who this is but i think i know but i probably don't so anyway i'll say christmas all right so we have the first differing answers here right well yes. miles, yeah. miles finch is a Christmas character. He is from Elf. That is uh, Peter Dinklage's character. Oh, nice. That's not who I was thinking of, but. <laughs> so there's a different Miles that's Spider-Man? Miles Morales is Spider-Man, yeah. Dang it. <laughs> I did not know it was that common a name, I bet. <laughs> All right, our next one is there's Craig about 500 Hall. Miles, and then it might be 500 more. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you are the cleverest person in the world. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, the, the next name is Craig Hollis. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, in, Run DMC sang about this in Christmas and Hollis, so this is definitely Christmas. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? <laughs> I'll go Marvel. All right, well, Doobie, while that is exactly why I included the name, he is a Marvel character. Uh, Craig Hollis is actually Mr. Immortal, uh, the uh, great, the leader of the Great Lakes Avengers. What's with these trick questions, man? <laughs> His favorite set of Avengers. Exactly. Um, but I do like that you had the, the Run DMC reference in there. That was exactly why I included that name. <laughs> the irony right now is right this very second, my mother is in the kitchen cooking collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, although I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> clearly you've never had collard <laughs> well I would assume it's not just oh you're also a vegetarian so yeah <laughs> but usually there's some good stuff around the collard greens 
Uh, uh, next name, we have two more here. Next one is Jennifer Walters. How generic is that? Um, <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's what the guy with the glasses called his little red wagon in A Christmas Story. <laughs> so your theory is that the wagon is named Jennifer Walters? Yeah, you know, little kids, they name their stuff, like Gideon, okay. you know, he has a teddy bear that he named Bear, and so he has <laughs> a, a wagon that he named Jennifer Walters. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what do you think? Well, this one, I, I'm pretty confident that I know, and I'm going to say Marvel. And Kyle is correct. It is She-Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk, right? Yes. The okay. subject of her own series coming up pretty soon on Disney+. Plus. So uh, I'm not sure what the actual standings are right now, but I'm pretty sure Kyle is winning. But let's see. Uh, we have one more. We have one more name to go, and that is Liz Langston. Liz Langston. Yeah, this one isn't ringing a bell anywhere. <laughs> and nor any I'll go first this time. I'll say Christmas just because. Okay. Liz Langston. I, I feel like Liz Langston is kind of a – like in the movie that you're referring to, she goes by something that's another alliterative LL, like maybe like uh, Lady Lucifer's, and she's one of the evil Marvel villains. <laughs> well, Kyle ended up on a hot streak there. Liz Langston is the mother from the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Jingle All the Way. So uh, another Christmas character to wrap things up there. Um, I did go I for the- say that the, the alliteration is a good throw off. Yes. We all know tons of Marvel characters with that. So. <laughs> I, I Do need we... to object here for a moment. That is not going to pass without comment. <laughs> I was wondering if I would get away with it. Had you said John McClane, had you said Hans Gruber, I would have known <laughs> these characters from the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Well, I, I, did, I did consider including one of them. However, this is only for Christmas movies, so I, uh, I couldn't break the rules in order to do that. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> you also could have included a character from the actual greatest Christmas movie of all time, uh, Hugh Grant, the Prime Minister. What is the greatest movie of all time? Love Actually. That That is what I thought you were talking about, but I um, I looked for names from Love Actually, and it was all just first names. So I was like, I couldn't just be like, Doug. <laughs> well, that's why I said Hugh Grant, the Prime Minister, which is not his name in the movie, but it's... <laughs> It's Hugh Grant as the Prime Minister. What else do you need? Uh, Doobie, you were exceptional at falling for my traps. You explained all of my reasoning perfectly and then went with the answer that I wanted you to go with. So uh, I give you a lot of credit on that. Well, I'm not the smartest, the smartest jingle in the bell. So there's a reason for that. The smartest jingle in the bell. All right, let's draft. If I told you we were putting a team together. All right. So like I said, we are putting a Christmas twist on our draft this week as well. So we are going to be drafting Marvel characters to replace Santa. So Santa deserves a little bit of a vacation here. So we have to replace him with a, a Marvel character. So, I uh, do, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to doubt that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what well, is I, misread, I misread your text and thought these were characters to replace Banta. 
from Star Wars, and I am on a completely different page from you guys. Well, I'm just glad you're not looking for characters to replace Satan. So that's uh, <laughs> been a very different draft. That would have been uh, easy. <laughs> yeah, you could have just gone with Hellstrom, the son of Satan. Uh, Doobie, you've done this before. You know how it works. Do you want to pick first, second, or third? I will go third. <laughs> okay. I feel like I know who you want to pick. Uh, Kyle, I think you pick first this time around, right? I believe so. All right. So Kyle is first. I am second. Doobie is third. Kyle, where are you going first here? Well, you know, now that I'm going first, which I kind of expected, but also kind of did not, uh, I have to decide whether I want to go with looks or powers. I'm going to go with looks first, so I'm going to take Odin. Oh, I like it. I hadn't really thought of it that way. I kind of just went for the, the practicality of it, but you're right. Odin would make a good Santa. I had Odin on yeah. my list. Nice. Hadn't thought about it. He was not on my list. So uh, I'm feeling better about the fact that we have different lists and I, I, cause I did not come up with enough names for this draft. So, uh, okay. So Odin is the first pick. I like it. That's solid. Um, like I said, I went practicality over looks. My character does not look anything like Santa, However, if you're going to get all the way around the world in one night, it's probably pretty helpful to be able to stop time. So I will take Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Kang. <laughs> We're going to be seeing some, some of Kang in the MCU in the near future. Uh, and, uh, you know, we may or may not have already seen him. But uh, definitely going to be some time travel stuff going on. So uh, that's that's my Santa. That's my number one Santa right now. My my favorite rendition of Kang was Burgess Meredith in that Twilight Zone, and then he dropped his glasses. Remember that one? Yeah, I think that's a different Kang. Anyway. But uh... okay, my turn. <laughs> yes, you I are. I only had time. All right, so I went. You know, I'm my number one pick. I am so comfortable. You guys are not going to pick that. I'm going to save him. Oh man, that might be a mistake. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, never mind. It, it, this is a snake draft anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and pick him now. Um, okay. <laughs> my favorite Marvel character of all time, I find a way to work into every draft we do, and none could be more perfect than this. If you're going to deliver play- presents to people's houses, you need to be able to get inside, and Doorman is your way to do that. Yep. <laughs> I'll be honest, I really considered taking him before your pick there. Because, <laughs> I mean, we we knew where you were going, but uh, it, it, it's funny how perfect it is for this draft. Yes. Although we still don't know if Doorman can use himself, so he might, like, open the door, but then who's going to deliver the presents? <laughs> Maybe he needs an, an elf to help him out. Well, this comes to my second pick. All right. May I go? Yeah. All right, so I'm not sure this is a great pick, but I tried to do some research. I know how important elves are to Christmas. And so if I understood Wikipedia correctly, Malekith has some power over elves or at least gets them to do his bidding. So I chose Malekith because he can get the job done. (laughs) Wow, that is not a Santa I expected, but I, the logic is there. I make, I make sense. Um, Malekith, the dark elf, the, the villain from Thor, the dark world. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I, I like the, uh, the logic of going for an elf. I'm logical if nothing else. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I thought would be picked in the first round for sure, uh, is still on the board here. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. If you're going to need to make presents for everyone in the world, you probably need a whole lot of money. So I'm just going to go ahead and take Tony Stark. 
<laughs> yeah, that was on my list, of course. But you know, a little on the nose, I'll say. Yeah, it never made my my list. <laughs> I mean, also pretty efficient at uh, at travel, so I think he'll uh, he'll be able to get the job done. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. He has no heart, though. Shannon needs that a heart. It's fair. That is fair. <laughs> uh, well, I got Kyle, back to back are ones now. Back to back now, yeah. So now it's not so much about power versus looks. It's about uh, jokier answers versus real answers. <laughs> uh, I know which way I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Quicksilver. You know, yeah, he's on um, my list. I don't know if he can run across oceans, but I'm going to go ahead and take that gamble because uh, you know it delivers very quickly. I think he can make that work. Um, and then, all right, that one's a little similar. So I will take Captain America because I mean, Ooh. of course, Steve would do that. <laughs> I like it. Uh, not somebody I had thought of because, again, I only thought about this practically because what uh, I'm, I'm clearly I'm looking at this. Uh, as a problem that I actually need to solve because you never know when this might arise. But uh, yeah, Captain America, I like it. Like you suiting up to play basketball the other day. <laughs> Listen, the magic were very shorthanded. I was there. If they needed help, uh, I was ready to go. <laughs> uh, okay, so Kyle, now with Odin, Quicksilver, and Captain America, I have Kang and Tony Stark, and I'm on the clock now. Uh, I have the next one on my list is very similar to another one I picked, so I'm not going to go that way. Uh, I'm going to go the doobie route here. And, uh, you know, Santa needs to get into the house and sometimes dealing with the chimney is a little bit difficult. So, uh, Kitty Pride is going to be able to walk right through the walls and get in there. So I, I think, uh, Kitty Pride would make a pretty good Santa. Yeah, that's Pride. not crazy. Somebody named Kitty just coming into your house like that. <laughs> well, wait, hang on, hang on. Does the name really make a difference if somebody's creeping into your house in the middle of the night? There are various levels of inappropriate. <laughs> well, all right. So to be fair, she does go by Kate now in the comics, but I uh, I confused people on Marvel time by calling her Kate and them thinking I was talking about Kate Bishop. So I, I had to go back to the original there. But uh, wait, wait, wait. People watch Marvel time. Are <laughs> people eating binge? He's, you know what? You're both right. I uh, was 100% just confusing Benji. Um, uh, I feel attacked and I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, all right, Doobie, we are okay, back we to you. For your... Okay. So there are two ways to attack the problem of Christmas and delivering toys to every little boy and girl around the world. One is to increase production the other is to decrease demand. So I'm going to go with Thanos. And ah, yeah. Like you only have half as many to deliver to. Yeah. That Thanos was also on my list. list. <laughs> he has a very different, naughty, and nice list. <laughs> I like that we uh, that we share a very dark mind as, as far as <laughs> thinking about Christmas here. Um, well, I would well, I like to that take that. some credit because I think it was the C2E2 cosplay that I spotted of Thanos Claws <laughs> that helped inspire this. Well, yeah. My, my wife gave me Thanos, so I, I'm proud of her. For You didn't give me the reasoning, but you gave me the character. <laughs> the reasoning is definitely there. I was on the same page. So, so all right, you got Doorman, Malekith, and Thanos. A very, very dark team you've got built up here. <laughs> but, uh, Wait, what is Doorman the... a bad guy? 
he is sort of a reformed bad guy, but uh, uh, he's a great Lake Avenger, so I'll give you that as a hero. But Malekith and Thanos, those are two pretty bad guys. <laughs> you know, saw in the eye of the deceiver, perceiver, whatever. Um, all right, is this my last pick? This is your last pick. How are you going to wrap up your uh, your draft here? See what I did so, there? Wrap up? <laughs> uh, my first inclination was to go Ant-Man because getting in is no problem, but I can do better than okay. that. Um, I don't believe I've yet done a, a drafting place or whatever this segment's called without choosing Black Widow, and now is not the time to start. She can break into any, any house, I'm pretty sure, and no one would ever get upset if she walked in. <laughs> okay all right uh yeah i mean it's not it's not a bad pick i like it so doorman malekith thanos and uh black widow that is a, a <laughs> it feels so crazy to say that is your team of santas we call those the santa claus <laughs> avengers <laughs> the north pole avengers that would have been a better one can you edit that <laughs> so i said that <laughs> I, I can. It's just going to sound like it's my voice talking over you. Right. So we call those <laughs> the North Pole Avengers. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, I like it. North Pole Avengers. That's I, I could totally see that comic coming soon. Um, all right, I've got Kang, Tony Stark, and Kitty Pride. I'm going to go uh, the the jokey route that Kyle brought up earlier. Who doesn't want Deadpool as Santa Claus? That's I'm, I'm taking Santa Pool. Uh, that's yeah. just the fun pick right there. Makes You're sense. probably not going to get many gifts that you actually want. You're probably going to get some some stale or spoiled chimichangas in the morning. What what happens to chimichangas? I don't know. What would they be stale? I don't know how how that would work. <laughs> Well, that's the only one way to find out, Matt. Uh, you're right. I'm gonna. This is a new Christmas tradition. I'm leaving chimichangas out for Santa every night, every every year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Kang, Tony Stark, Kitty Pride, and Deadpool. Kyle is up to round out the draft right now. He's got Odin, Quicksilver, and Captain America. Who is the last Santa we are drafting? Well, you know, you guys were talking about elves earlier, and so I was trying to think of what characters might come with an elf. Um, but I might have to settle for a troll instead. Um, so I'm going to go with Star Fox slash Eros. And then the other benefit of that is that you've already, <laughs> once he shows up, you've already uh, gotten presents for about every 20-year-old girl. So. <laughs> nice. I like it. So so you are drafting Star Fox with the thought that you also get Pip the Troll. I know I don't time. actually, but, you know, it, he, well, <laughs> I'm sure he'd come along. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to go up on the pole that way anyway, but if, if that was the case, I'm, I'm happy to accept that because that means I also get Lockheed with Kitty Pride, so I'll take it. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I like the Harry Styles coming down your, your chimney. That's what Kyle just drafted for, for you. Um, all right, so I'll run through our lineups real quick. Uh, Kyle ended up with Odin, Quicksilver, Captain America, and Star Fox. I have Kang, Tony Stark, Kitty Pride, and Deadpool. And Doobie has Doorman, Malekith, Thanos, and Black Widow. Solid, solid Santa teams here. I like it. Uh, did anybody Did anybody have any honorable mentions? Anyone else left on their list? I had uh, Nightcrawler, but I figured okay. that he was my backup to Quicksilver. Kind of similar reasoning there. Might have been better even, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then Captain Marvel, because she can, she can fly fast. Sure, yeah. Good choice. So the where I, 
I really wanted to go with like a really happy, jolly Marvel character, one that you just look at him and you just think to yourself, oh, oh, but I couldn't find any. So you guys, Marvel experts, <laughs> help me out. Who would have been good for the jolly Santa trait? That's a good question. I did have Baymax as one of my options. I thought that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. That would be good. <laughs> but he is not, not, not fast. Quite, he's not fast. You're right. Um, also, not quite that jolly attitude that you're looking for. Very, very different positive attitude. Um, that's a good question. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can think of anybody that really fits. So um, I should have mentioned too beforehand because Kyle did let me know that he was not planning to game the system and draft Marvel's version of Santa Claus because Santa does <laughs> exist in the Marvel universe. Uh, ah. <laughs> well, we did establish that you cannot draft Santa to replace Santa. So, um, though that would have probably been the best pick. I, I tried to search Marvel happy characters and I just kept getting John Favreau and that wasn't helpful. <laughs> there you go. Happy Hogan. Actually, Kyle, I'm surprised you didn't draft happy. I told Becca I, it was on my list. <laughs> but I didn't actually put it on the list. I'm like, I can't take Happy Hogan for everything. But no, we were like, who's got the body for it? And I was like, Happy Hogan. He's got that bowl full of jelly. Oh, that reminds me actually then. Um, oh, man, I'm going to blank on his name now. Hang on. I also thought about the red bearded guy from Thor, but I couldn't. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking of. Uh, Volstag. Yeah. Volstag would have been a, a good he's he fits that sort of jolly attitude and has the body type for Santa as well. So uh I like Mac, it. you will be so proud of me. Volstag was on my list for a while. Wow, all right. I yes, like it. Indeed. <laughs> nice. Uh let's see. Some of the other names I had on my list. I had Doctor Strange, obvious reasons, just the portals. He can travel everywhere. Uh Cable, same idea as Kang's just stopping time. And then Hawkeye. I mean, you don't actually have to go into the house. You just shoot every president to the chimney. <laughs> That's useful. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, that, that does it for this ridiculous draft. Doobie, thank you again for, for joining us. Um, thank you again for having me. I love doing this show. It is among my top four shows that I do. And I hope <laughs> you will invite me back sometime. Hashtag top four. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, next and, uh, time Doorman is a is a valid answer, and <laughs> you'll be on that show. Exactly. Yeah. I, and by the way, I promise that was not what I thought of. Like that's not why I asked you to be on this show. It just happened that that lined up, and I was like, oh my god, he's gonna pick Doorman again. <laughs> was it because I I bear a striking resemblance to Santa Claus? <laughs> it was not. No. Not for long. <laughs> Just checking. I'm pretty jolly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, don't worry. There's a, a twist on that the uh, Marvel or Christmas game. That will be coming to Disney Trivia Live. Don't worry. <laughs> Yay. Let's do it. <laughs> Every Tuesday, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of the Zacks of Life podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for a breakdown of the penultimate episode of Hawkeye and for these, uh, you know, some, some fun, some, some Christmas fun here. We will be back next week. Like I said earlier, we're going to be breaking down the finale of Hawkeye with uh, what I guess will be our new year's special. <laughs> do we do, do shows so. do that? like Christmas episodes are a thing, but does anyone do a new year's show? Uh, usually not, but we're going <laughs> to, cause you know, 
We have rules here. I have a couple of ideas for a New Year's themed draft, so we'll we'll have something for sure. Uh, but yeah, well, we which, will. Which uh, Marvel we'll be... characters would look best as Baby New Year? <laughs> that is not one that I want to approach at all. Uh, uh, okay. We're we are not going <laughs> to. Who do you want to kiss at midnight? <laughs> uh, probably another one that would just get us into trouble. So we're going to avoid that topic as well. Okay. Uh, but I do have some ideas. So we'll have some New Year's fun next week as we after we break down the uh, the finale of Hawkeye. And then, like we were talking about earlier, we will have a an episode after that breaking down Spider Man No Way Home, where we will get into spoilers. Uh, we you know, we have no spoilers this week, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks to to give our full spoiler breakdown. Um, so keep an eye out for that as well. After that, though, we, uh, we're not sure when we're going to come back because we don't know when there's any Marvel content coming out. I was just thinking about this on the walk back home. I was like, uh, the earliest we know, I think would be Dr. Strange or yeah. summer 2022 would be, uh, Ms. Marvel. But yeah, unless something pops up before that, I don't really know. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing we're going to get something before that. Uh, I would I would feel pretty confident in, in betting on that, but we don't know for sure just yet. So it's weird because we've had long breaks before, but we've always known when we were coming back. Uh, we don't know that just yet. But again, still two more episodes before we take another break anyway. So plenty more Zacks of Life coming your way. Uh, also, Marvel Time, still weekly on the Laughing Place social channel. So you can check that out every Wednesday as uh, Benji, Becca, and I break down Marvel Comics, uh, the latest Marvel news, and then if there is any other Marvel show or movie or anything like that, we break that down as well. Also, I should mention, uh, with this episode coming out on Monday the 20th, uh, tomorrow, if you are listening on the 20th, uh, we are going to have a special Spider-Man No Way Home LP Movie Club, which you can check out on The Laughing Place social channels as well. So uh, provided you are listening to this before that happened, uh, you can go check that out live and ask any questions. If not, if you are listening after it happened, you can always check it out anyway and just enjoy the conversation. So uh, if you are itching for that spoiler-filled No Way Home conversation, it is out there for you to listen to. And aside from that, uh, everyone have a fantastic Christmas. Uh, It feels weird saying that now because we are going the way our schedule has lined up here. We're going to end up being like recording our next episode before Christmas, but you know, it's, it's fine. Uh, we, it's, we're looking into the future here. So, um, but have a, have a great Christmas, everyone. And we'll be back and we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye.